Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. You are listening to the Liquid Flannel Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Chuck Williams. Joining me as usual in Arlington, Texas is the great Matthew Hodges. Matt, how you doing, man? Hey, you know, it, I say this on the show every once in a while, but I'm really sad that this is going to be our last episode because net neutrality is going to go away over Thanksgiving <laughs> weekend. And oh, yeah. because all of our sponsors are fake, I don't think Verizon's going to you know, streamline my uploads anymore fake sponsors it doesn't mean you don't have money it's just fake money yeah yeah that's my, true. my money real fake right now i mean i i pay myself <laughs> in monopoly money and other currencies from board games uh every week and actually it's kind of nice to like do that transaction we always bring you great guests on liquid flannel but this week we're bringing back our co-host <laughs> brendan williams <laughs> recording with us in omaha brendan how you doing man Oh man, I just flew in from Orlando, Florida, <laughs> and my arms are fine because I was on a plane, but my feet right. are really sore from walking around eight different theme parks. Right. Oh, I'm sure, man. Well, you were there for a long time. How was the trip? Oh, dude, two weeks of nonstop action. I'm just going to get into it. I mean, yeah, you guys did everything while you were down there. It wasn't just, you know, most people go down there, they go to just Disney World or they hit up Universal and then go to the beach or something. But it seems like you guys are everywhere. Well, absolutely. So, I mean, we went down there with Make-A-Wish for my son, who is a brain cancer survivor, and he's, he's doing great now. So we were able to get out and enjoy it. We got to hang out at the first week that we stayed because we did two weeks just because there's so much to do. So the first week we got to stay at kind of the Make-A-Wish Resort, and it's called Give Kids the World Village. Uh, and it's like 20 minutes outside of the Disney area or whatever in Kissimmee, Florida. Okay. The place is amazing. Like it had this like super nice pool and there's like little rides for the kids. And they had like a little arcade with like air hockey table and stuff. Everything's free. So like we just went to the pool and they were like, oh, you should go over to the snack counter. You know, free like hot dogs nice. and stuff and ices and ice cream and stuff. We're like, all right, like, sure. Like, let's just do it. <laughs> and we went over there and we're like, man this ice cream is is really good. And they're like, it should be. It's Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. You went to Willy Wonka? Oh, dude, it, <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, it was like that. I mean, it, it really, it made me believe that utopia is possible. Because, <laughs> like, if this place it can exist and because you're there with a kid that had a life-threatening illness, like everyone's super nice to you. Right. You could be nice to anybody. They don't have to have life-threatening illnesses to, for <laughs> Dude, people to be nice to each yeah, other. Like, it just your, helps. Let me see your Make-A-Wish credentials before I treat you with <laughs> right. courtesy and shit. Yeah, I, I mean, it was magical. I just want to see where my uh, my free ice cream is coming from, and I'll be nice to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. And I mean, being down there, it made me want to be like, I need to come back here, not go do parks. Just come here and like volunteer to like scoop ice cream, oh, sure. <laughs> which people yeah. do. It's an amazing experience for, for everybody on both sides. So That's really cool. it was super great. We did all the different parks. Disney has like four parks, Universal has two parks with like Harry Potter World, and then there's like SeaWorld and Legoland. And so like while we're there, we're like, we might as well just do as much as we can. Great. So the first day we were there, we got up and we were like, we're gonna just start off the week right. We're gonna do Magic Kingdom, you know, classic Disney. And we roll up there at about eight thirty. And they're like, yeah, you know, the park's open until 11 p.m. at night. 
And we're like, okay, like we're right. not gonna, like clearly we're not gonna be here until 11 p.m. at night. It's like eight in the morning right, right now. <laughs> right. There's just so much to do. They give you a special pass so you don't have to wait in line. It's called a genie pass. Oh yeah, and it nice. has the genie from Aladdin on it. If you try to wait in the line, someone will walk. If they see that when they walk by, they'll be like, "You're not allowed to wait in this line. Like, please come with me and like go right to the front or whatever." For you got ev- a G pass for just yeah, just for everything. Sure. And it was just super crazy, and it's like kind of uncomfortable, but they're so nice about it. No one ever gets mad. Like I would be mad if I was waiting in line for a ride for <laughs> right. like two and a half hours, and they were like, "No, these people get to cut in front of you." Right? Oh man, we hmm. we took a big group trip to Disney World uh, one year, and at the what's now the like the Hollywood Studios park uh, door swung weird and like messed up my toe really bad so I ended up getting put in a wheelchair Ooh. so then like for the rest of the day every place we went we just got ushered straight to the front of the line it was it was you know my family but also a bunch of other people who were traveling so it was like 20 people like walking straight <laughs> to the front of the line in front of this group of people who had been standing there for like an hour and we didn't feel bad at all we'd been waiting in the line all day already your family's like, oh, yeah. man, we we just need to hurt Matt every time we go to an amusement. Park. Yeah, well, I you mean, know? the weird like, thing was it was my dad who swung that door. So uh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it was all part of the. Plan. He's like, I ain't waiting in these lines this week. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we would see Sorry, we junior. would see people like in wheelchairs or like with casts on their feet and stuff, and mm. just think like, you know, I wonder if they're like, oh, did you break your foot? It's Disney time. Like this mm. is a once yeah, in a lifetime totally. opportunity. They're not taking yeah, we get... people back there for like a like a medical examination, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we even even with skip the line pass and everything, and we went to Magic Kingdom like two different times, and we still didn't even do everything that you can do there. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable how much right. stuff there is. Mm. We would go towards place and be like Oh, I wonder what's down like this corner or whatever. And we're like, oh, it's like the Little Mermaidville. Yeah, like it was just back behind some stuff. Every every corner you turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The design of the place is insane. You go to Six Flags here and it's fun because it's a park full of rides. But Disney takes it to the next level. You never see like the backside of a roller coaster. Every single surface is covered or, you know, immaculately groomed. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And the, the amazing thing is when you're in an area pretty much almost always all you can see is that area and you can't see other stuff oh, until right, you turn yeah. a corner and you're like how is this here like yep. how is this hiding behind a tree and i couldn't even see it mm-hmm. it's pretty nuts but yeah so i mean we ended up basically staying until 11 o'clock at night they did this fireworks show and it was it was amazing Hell and yeah. that was just one day i mean it was like it was exhausting but exhilarating all at the same did they time still do the, uh, the electric yes. light parade like daft punk comes out and all the disney characters are there covered in like tron costumes and stuff they probably did a different one we saw the christmas parade when we went for the christmas celebration oh, okay on the second time we did not catch the original parade which i'm kind of bummed that we did because after i saw the christmas parade i was like this is legit right, right here like <laughs> i'm sorry that i missed the other one but the fireworks show it was a, was absolutely incredible they do that thing where they like project images onto the castle and like make it look like different mm. stuff oh, and it's yeah. like clockwork and it's a rocket ship taking off and nice. like, it, it, it was amazing it, it was crazy so that that was my week what was your yeah <laughs> no shit that's great so yeah so you guys did you did all the disney parks right you did sea world did the whole uh like harry potter thing at universal and universal has harry potter world i think is the big draw and they have it's actually a really weird situation because universal has the marvel comics license so they have like a whole marvel comics world oh yeah but it's like 
comics only and like not anything about the movies so, they're like, not allowed the to fantastic do anything four like that. are actually there yeah where, there's like a fantastic yeah. four cafe and they have like a fantastic four car that you can like sit in or whatever and all the kids yeah. are like i've never seen a fantastic four movie so what is all this stuff <laughs> right. right but they have a huge roller coaster that's like the hulk roller coaster owen was eight and he's just barely tall enough to go on it but he loved it. I mean, he lo- like he was like, oh, I thought it would be more intense than that. And I was like, oh, <gasps> <laughs> really? You thought it would be more intense than that? Like it's flipping all over the place. So uh, he had a he had a blast. Nice. So, nice. I- I Is he a there's... daredevil? He likes the he likes the adult rides, roller coasters, and coasters? stuff. Oh, obviously. At one, at one point, we went to Tower of Terror, where it does this crazy drop. It was amazing. Sure. And we were like, wow, that was so great. And he was like, yeah, I guess it was pretty good. I don't know. I was kind of bored. <laughs> Which I think it's like because he's a little kid and he, he can handle it. He's trying to like project his like machismo or whatever. Yep. But it was very impressive well, but to me and to a lot of other people that, that were there. They were like, are you sure this kid is going to ride this right now? I was like, yeah, he's got it, man. I mean, he's also been through some real shit, you know, like well, that's none, for sure. None of this staged nonsense is going to actually scare him at this point <laughs> well I was, and he was born on september 11th so the tower of terror wouldn't necessarily be anything other well, than up it, his was, alley. <laughs> it was september 11th like 2009 so okay. it, was, it was a little bit different on that okay. time but, okay. but yeah that nine year anniversary was pretty scary eight years <laughs> was, was pretty scary though <laughs> Oh, shitty. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's funny because we were actually supposed to go on September 11th. We were supposed to fly down there. But that's when that crazy hurricane, Hurricane Irma, was basically like hitting Disney. They closed Disney down for two whole days, which was like only the second time Disney had ever been closed in like the history of of the park. Sure. I mean, there was like still everywhere you would drive around, there's like people with tarps on their roofs and down trees and stuff, even like a month and a half later. Man. <laughs> well, I guess the the magic doesn't extend beyond the Magic Kingdom very far. Well, no, I mean, of... I, I've been down there, too. And that that surrounding area, especially if you like if you go to the parks for a couple of days and then you go outside the parks and you see the conditions that the people around there live in, it it feels distinctly unmagical. You know, low to middle income group housing and a lot of gas stations, whole lot of gas stations. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a very touristy area for sure. And like, you know, to be honest, like we didn't really like get out into the residential areas. (laughs) You didn't meet the locals? We did. We weren't like, hey, we're here on this once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, let's just find the low down part of town. Faces (laughs) of the true America out here. I mean, I want to see, you know, on this trip, what a light industrial park looks like in Florida. That's (laughs) that's an experience for the kids. We did actually at one point drive by a huge industrial facility and we were like, what is this? This must be some sort of like oil refinery or something. And then when we got around to the front, it was like a Gatorade factory. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was pretty amazing. Is it in you? <laughs> I don't want it in me. They, did they have that like smokestack sticking off the side with like the eternal flame of like the Gatorade materials <laughs> that they can't actually serve to people, so they just burn them off? It was just a neon yellow trickle. It was the eternal <laughs> trickle. Just going right. straight into the, the local waterways. Right. <laughs> But Mm. I do have to say one of the more unexpected things is we went to on the second day, we went to Disney's Animal Kingdom where they have 
Pandora World oh, yeah. from the 2000 classic 2009 film Avatar. I mean, a, oh, a lasting legacy, that film. Everybody talks about it in, in hushed tones the way they do with the classics of their childhood. And, you know, I scoffed and we rode, we walked around and we were like, this is kind of cool, I guess. It's, I don't know, it's weird. It's like an alien jungle kind of mixed with like the real plants and fake plants and stuff. And they, they do a good job. And there's a little ride where you can like ride around on like a little boat and you see some like pretty impressive like animatronics of of like the avatar creatures and stuff. Right. Uh, but the main attraction is it's called like the Avatar like Flight of Passage or something ride, and it's like the newest, most advanced like theme park ride in the world basically right now. Okay. Hmm. And it was mind blowing, and it made me love Avatar and get excited for more Avatar. No movies, shit. All <laughs> which right. I okay. No. No. Okay. Talk about this happen. ride. Talk about this ride then, because that's that's a Dude, bold statement. So mm-hmm. this ride is amazing. So first of all, just the like waiting in line experience is amazing. Going through like the Avatar tunnels, they have these like huge, the tanks with the Avatar people in them or whatever from mm-hmm. the movie. Right. They have that like life size with these like animatronics. Like I don't even know how they do some of this stuff. It's amazing. You finally, after you get through all that and you get up in there, uh, and there was like a three hour wait for this ride and we didn't, ha- we had to wait like 10 minutes. So you finally get up in there and they're like, they make you sit in one room and you watch a video. First off the bat, they were like, many years ago, the plot of Avatar happened, but that's all behind us now. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's way better now. The thing in the movie is they're like mining it and like yeah. everyone hates each other or whatever. Jake and they were Sully like, that was a long time ago. Jake Sully had to to his home planet. Yeah. And he died on the way back. (laughs) Right. So they were like, we're cleaning up all the mines now and it's way better or whatever. So like, Hmm. welcome back. And so I was like, that's kind of (laughs) strange. Wait, wait. Did they did the did the natives decide to get into capitalism? Did they start mining themselves? I think the setup is that you're doing like virtual tourism or something because you like avatar into the weird alien people and you don't have to like be there or whatever. Sure. So I think the setup is like, I'm not sure if you're there or you're on a spaceship or what you're on earth or whatever. I don't know. But they're like, (laughs) you can avatar into this thing and go fly around and it's a great time. So you get in. And then when you get to the actual ride, there's like a row of eight chairs that kind of look like motorcycles and you kind of straddle it like a motorcycle. And then you wear 3d glasses and a little like arm holds you into the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And then when, the ride starts, the wall in front of you comes up and your little motorcycle thing gets like lifted up and out into this massive domed screen okay. where all you can see is the screen. So like when you look around and it is breathtaking. I mean, yeah. it is it is really mind blowing and it makes you feel like you're there. I mean, unlike any other ride that that I experienced. And so they basically just say like, hey, welcome you. You're on the thing. Like time to jump on to the alien pterodactyl and, you know, immediately plummet off like a <laughs> thousand foot cliff. And they lean your chair forward and they blow air in your face. But it feels it feels real. Yeah. I mean, it is it is freaking mind blowing and amazing. And it made me believe like, yeah, like virtual reality like is a thing. Mm. I can totally oh, sure. see this type of technology just being applied to virtual reality and you just like sit in your little like motor chair with a fan on it and you can just feel like you could feel like you're flying on an alien planet. I mean, it was it was mind blowing. <laughs> Man, that sounds... It was great. Yeah, that sounds super cool. It's the next evolution after one of those uh, like the old Star Wars ride where it's a bunch of seats kind of strapped into a thing that tilts around as you fly around a thing. You know, any of those uh, like 4D movies where they 
like spray water on you when the dog comes too close. Oh or yeah, something. they totally yeah. do. They totally do that too. I mean, there's a whole part where like you go over like a cliff and then you're like over the ocean and then like a giant alien whale pops out and it, it is definitely <laughs> the most effective use of that style of ride that that I have ever experienced. Nice. Man, well, it's nice to have you back for sure. It sounds like you had a bunch of it was just nonstop action down there. And there's been a lot of nonstop action in the news. It didn't stop for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was really great to kind of unplug. And I mean, right. it, I'm such a news junkie. Definitely the first time like since the election that I have not really paid attention to the news for any extended period of time. Oh, and man. it was it was pretty great, you guys. I'm not going to lie. I, it was awesome. I knew you must have been away because our Twitter was so inactive <laughs> during that two weeks <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i thought you know i thought like oh, i'll have downtime i'll be sitting around or I'll, you know i'll get home at night and be like oh it's still early D- did not happen once no way <laughs> it was insane who wants to look at the ongoing shit show when you're surrounded by magic at every turn no way although i am thankful for the ongoing shit show because it's the only way to make like one week away from the news feel like a Rip Van Winkle story, you know, like <laughs> right. two weeks, you know, it's just like, man, do I have an eight foot beard? Because it seems like I missed a lot of shit right now. Yeah, I think that's know? how all of our listeners feel too. You know, the episode comes out like four days later and they're like, man, I remembered that. That was like 500 years ago. We're, we're a nostalgia based podcast because that's <laughs> all we literally have the technology to do. <laughs> We're only capable of reminiscing. <laughs> we might be able to talk about some current stuff. Let's take a quick break and we'll jump into that, I guess. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I just left our President George. I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to So one big thing that's happened in the past week, the past couple of weeks, really, and obviously a couple of years before now, because it's been an ongoing conversation, is everything having to do with the Keystone XL shale oil pipeline. Nearly a decade. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's been going forever and, you know, feeds into other pipeline fights that we've talked about on the show. But we're not going to talk about it here because Chuck has gotten a really cool interview and we want to do... A special thing to frame that episode so we're gonna table the keystone pipeline discussion for this episode and talk about another massive uh regulatory shit show that's going on right now which is i don't know if anybody else was online today but were you bombarded with messages about opposing the fcc's new proposed rules for net neutrality oh yeah every subreddit kind of had a boilerplate about that or template right about it i didn't click on any of them but i was like oh this is the <laughs> thing i should be think it should be on my on my mind and in my heart right now sure. so can any of you guys give me a little detail <laughs> so yeah so net neutrality is the principle that anybody who carries internet traffic shouldn't be allowed to discern between the different content that they're they're serving so like if your internet service provider also happens to own a company that does streaming video, they can't prioritize that traffic over their competitors like Netflix or whatever. It's good for the consumer. It's not so great if you're somebody who wants to throttle the thing that we think is you know, driving all innovation in the 21st century. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's basically putting a fine line separating the 
delivery mechanism, which is the internet, from the type of content being reviewed. So yeah, that's right. right now, one of the strengths of the internet is that, hey, if you go to Netflix or you go to YouTube or you go to, you know, bobsinternet.com or whatever. He got really weird when he turned into an MRA. <laughs> But you know his uh, his movie and regional Chili's reviews are still really good. <laughs> but you know whatever GeoCities, you know all that stuff. <laughs> you know your internet service provider doesn't like care what you're looking at. They're just saying like, hey, like we just give you internet speeds that we promise, right. and it doesn't matter what you do with that internet speed. You can go to whatever websites you want to go to as long as they're legal or whatever. You know, you're not going to get a different experience if you go to the corporate website versus the independent website. Mm -hmm. But, of course, the corporations now... Yeah, they also own all of the infrastructure. Comcast, which is the hugest internet service provider on the West Coast, literally owns NBC. And, you know, Time Warner owns, like, CNN. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of other ones, right? But all these lines are getting blurry. The companies want to be able to say... Hey, when you have our internet program, just like with cable TV, you get like a package where it's like, hey, if you watch our stuff and the stuff that we have partnerships with, Mm -hmm. you know, you get a great experience. And if you watch some other stuff, you get a less great experience unless maybe you want to pay more. Yeah, you're going to have have lag. You know, your football game that's carried by the other network isn't going to come through as well as the football game that we're airing. So you're going to watch our game instead. Watch our advertisers. (laughs) I mean, they're getting paid coming and going even as it is, but they want to make it easier for them to do that. They want to be able to promote their own content or at least make it harder for you to get their competitors' content. That almost seems like an area where uh, monopolies can become a reality there. Well, I mean, mean, they already are. I mean, in most places, when you have your internet service provider or your cable company or whatever... You have, like, one. You have one. I mean, people are lucky if they have two choices. Most places, they literally only have one choice. Right. And it's ironic that right now... The Trump administration recently announced that they want to block a merger between AT&T and Time Warner, was it? Yeah, that's right. AT&T and Time Warner. So AT&T, you, our listener, probably use some AT&T product because they own a massive amount of this infrastructure. And they have ever since the big telecoms got Mm -hmm. broken up and AT&T kind of reconsolidated through the 90s and early 2000s. So they own a ton of the fiber and other wires they own your cell towers like you use their infrastructure all the time but they don't make i mean at&t doesn't make tv shows that's that's these other companies like you know netflix and oh a whole bunch of properties owned by time warner cable right which they want to buy right and to say Mm. hey you used to be able to say like in my area i could get at&t internet or i could get time warner internet And now they say, like, you could just get one. It's just the one that (laughs) we have. Oh, and also, like, hey, if you want to watch these Time Warner shows, you Mm -hmm. know, hey, it might be a little bit nicer experience for you if they can get these net neutrality rules repealed. Yeah. And ironically, the Trump administration now is saying, like, well, we're not thinking that we want to let AT&T merge with Time Warner 
which you want to say like, oh, good, they finally made a right decision. But literally their only rationale for this decision is like, well, because that's CNN and I hate CNN. Mm, so if it's benefiting yeah, right. CNN, I don't want it to happen. Now, mm-hmm. if it's Sinclair Broadcasting. Oh, those guys seem pretty cool. <laughs> right, which you know? is owned by some conservatives and they like to mm. push conservative news, then like, oh, sure, yeah, merge all you want, you guys, as long right. as it's pushing my political agenda. Of course. Right. <laughs> I mean, one of the one of the best strategies I saw was somebody trying to get a meme going that was George Soros has enough money that he could literally buy the ISP in your area, the internet service provider, and just never let Fox News or Breitbart load again. <laughs> and that's true. That's that's a possibility. I mean, some like angel billionaire like leftist could swoop in and just make it impossible for like the entire state of Alabama to ever be able to load the daily stormer but it goes both ways we don't actually want that to happen because yes yeah, in clear broadcasting the Koch brothers could buy every isp in the country and now you just don't have access to anything that isn't screened for you know good content and the dark web won't help you either because that's all traffic routing you know they can say like oh this address is going to like a dark web address it's like China's internet, except instead of the state running it, it's the people who want to milk you for money all the time. Oh, the corporate state. And important to note, as part of this uh, rescinding of the order, it also puts a regulation into effect where states would not be allowed to continue to enforce any part of the rules that are being rolled back right now. So it's kind of funny that the, uh, well, I mean, this this happens all the time, right? That the conservatives like states rights people are totally in favor of a federal regulation, just like a fiat executive regulation, (laughs) as long as it benefits them or as long as it, you know, serves the serves the capital class on the conservative side. Right. Well, and it just shows that, you know, it's like a lot of these things like newspapers getting purchased by billionaires to shut them down basically and Mm. to say hey only cover the news that is favorable to me and to Mm. my political views and things like that but well was it a jeff bezos of amazon bought the washington post right right can you trust the washington post reporting on amazon anything having to do with amazon or any of his pet right well you'll notice that they're probably just not covering that topic at all really at all right Right. they're not they're not covering it positively or negatively they're just pretending that amazon doesn't exist and isn't a political actor or whatever on the on the world stage do i mean it shows that the trump administration has no ideological consistency because on the one hand they'll say like well we shouldn't let this company merge if it's going to make cnn better which is like I, i don't really actually even see how the AT&T Time Warner merger directly has any impact on what CNN does day to day. But if you can go to them and say, look, you're setting up a situation where Comcast owns NBC and MSNBC, which is like the left, quote, leftist leaning cable, (laughs) corporatist cable news. Hardest quotes possible. They've got a woman who consistently toes the Democratic Party line. But she's also a pretty smart lesbian, you guys. I mean, that is... That's hashtag woke That right is there. the left. Uh, <laughs> right, but you literally people. have to go to them and say, this is the only thing that they'll understand, is like, you're setting up a situation with this net neutrality decision where Comcast could decide, oh yeah, MSNBC is free and it's great, but if you want Fox News, it's going to cost you extra and, you know, the or the bandwidth yeah. is going to be... 
you know, low quality crap anyway, which you'll just be served with terrible pop up ads right. all the time, which is what the Fox News viewer actually has come to expect from that product, I think, anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, they'll probably be fine with it. But <laughs> it's like the only thing they can understand is within their partisan terms, right? Where it's like, why don't we have a system that's fair for everyone? And they're like, well, how about we have a system that only benefits me? That sounds actually better. Um, and there's <laughs> right. literally no one on the left is saying what we, what the theoretical things that we're saying, which is like, oh, yeah, like billionaires should just come in and buy up news media and just make it only leftist news and you know no one is saying that on the left (laughs) right no absolutely not it'd be (laughs) terrible i mean i do want some of these tech companies to take more responsibility don't give a blue check mark to fucking richard spencer but that's not the same thing as nothing other than like whatever jack at twitter approves of should be able to get to your twitter feed oh absolutely and i mean if you don't think these companies once they get these net neutrality things i mean basically what it is is it is just crushing any possibility for what the internet is good at, which is innovative startups that come from nowhere and mm-hmm. blow up huge, sure. like Trump's favorite freaking company, Twitter. Right. If right. the net neutrality rules existed, no one would have ever started using Twitter because all these companies would have said, no, don't use Twitter. Please use the existing social media conglomerate that we already have a partnership with. Yeah. You can use Twitter, but... It's just going to suck way worse because they're not getting any bandwidth. You're just going to be staring at that little loading icon over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, we're having enough problems with the content hosts right now. I alluded to it earlier, but Twitter has a huge Nazi problem. There was an article that broke about how Facebook was approving ads for a, uh, it was like a home dealership, like a realtor who had requested that ads not be served to people that Facebook flagged as being black. We've heard about these Russian troll farms that fed just terrible fake news into into Facebook as promoted ads and probably influenced the votes of a million people for like eight bucks or something. So, I mean, we're having enough of a problem with that, but you don't want the people who are responsible for maintaining the pipes that all of that information comes through getting into that game also and also deciding like here's the content that we're willing to serve you kiss liquid flannel goodbye because <laughs> all the all the podcasts you like all those uh independent startups which kind of podcasts are these days you know is that startup sure. on the internet no nah, man we'll be okay because i'll just do what the pirate bay threatened to do and launch a series of balloons linked up with like gopros and they'll all just talk to each other like in the atmosphere it'll be a completely free and open what we could do is we could get a a vinyl presser and just start recording all our episodes to wax you have always wanted to do that yeah (laughs) i still want to do that it's gonna happen liquid flannel audience anyone who's with me out there it's gonna happen we will have one episode on a record in the dark times to come that's gonna be handy when you can just get one of those hand crank phonographs yeah when you don't have electricity anymore that's how we're gonna podcast seriously it's kind of like we're all thinking in that book of eli sort of mindset you know our our audio comes through kind of warbly sometimes anyway so it might even it out 
you know, you can... <laughs> even better, we will buy an ice cream truck and just drive around broadcasting it. <laughs> we'll be like that, that, will be that trucking, oh brother, where art thou, that just drives around like the rural neighborhoods blasting a campaign <laughs> yeah. message with like a, we're sweeping all the all the neoliberals off the podcast scene. <laughs> yeah, to the tune of do your ears hang low, you know. Like, we're yeah. picturing the future. This whole net neutrality thing has been kind of bubbling in the background for so long because people everybody knows the corporations have been pushing for it and all the lobbyist money and everything and that now they're like appointing lobbyists like obama appointed a freaking cable lobbyist as the head of the fcc when he was in term and now (laughs) trump has you know promoted his own the dude who's the head of the fcc right now ajit pai is (laughs) like a former verizon lawyer and the dude tom wheeler who obama previously had as the head was like a formal lobbyist for cable companies. So they know that this has been on right. the horizon for so long, but it's actually getting to the point now where the Agit Pie guy for Trump has come out and said, like, we're making active steps forward into making this change happen to the point where people yep. are saying, like, well, I guess we need to just start our own internet because, like, this one's just ruined. So yeah. we Time to start yeah. the alternative internet yeah, yeah, with totally. satellites or something. Pirate internet, dude. I'm I'm ready for it. Uh, net neutrality has been a thing that I've followed pretty closely for the past five, six years when the, the real threats have been being made. Every time so far, public outcry has been able to push these changes back. I don't know if that's going to work this time because the past couple of times we had we had a Democrat in office uh, who could at least like veto a thing or tell the FCC not to do a thing. But these organizations that are rallying people to call their Congress people say that they've made, you know, 200,000 calls so far. And that does usually have an impact. At least you got a bunch of comment on the record in case somebody wants to sue. I really do encourage people to, I mean, I know it's a bummer to have to do it like over the Thanksgiving weekend, but call your congressperson, you know, just look them up, say like, don't let Comcast throttle my internet porn. And that's that's good enough. So don't let Comcast throttle liquid flannel. That's even better. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get it practical. Well, and the, one of the crazy things, too, is they have this open public input period or whatever where you can, like, go to the website and leave a comment, which I guess is probably closed now. But they received, like, over 22 million comments from people. 99.9% of them were sure. you know, in this. support of net neutrality and opposed to changing this law. Yeah. You know, that didn't change their decision one way or the other. So yeah. your internet comments aren't real. You got to step it up. <laughs> no, it's true. Well, and there's also evidence that somebody paid some bot farm to make a whole bunch of fake comments in favor of like, yeah, we need to get rid of net neutrality. So yeah, don't sign an internet petition, write a letter or actually call your congressperson because that that's real. Mm. That's a thing that they have to right. count. Well, and, and at least they know when they make the wrong decision that they'll know that they're making a wrong and unpopular decision versus, well, I'm making this decision that's wrong and terrible, but at least no one cares about it, <laughs> which right. is what they'll try to tell themselves to feel better when they vote <laughs> against it or whatever. As they're cashing in all that money. Which is exactly where they pushed it off to a holiday weekend to try to push this change through. They thought people weren't going to be paying attention. When you idiots, the only people who have all the time in the world right now are fucking students because 
grandma, like conservative grandma, she's out there like making yams. It's the young people who actually care about the internet who are on holiday break right now and trying to put off writing a term paper. (laughs) They're totally on Reddit, like being super outraged about this. So it's ridiculous that it's a partisan issue to like have the free market apply to the freaking internet or whatever. It's like, (laughs) come on. Like it makes absolutely no sense other than the fact that Republicans love this like corporate lobbying money. And a lot of Democrats do too. And also the Republican base is so old that they don't really understand the internet. So where is the libertarian outcry here? The Republican president is so old he doesn't understand the fucking issue. (laughs) There's an old tweet of his that's like, net neutrality is bullshit. It's just like bringing back the fairness doctrine, which I'm surprised that he knew at the time (laughs) what the fairness doctrine even was, but apparently he didn't because he compared it to a thing that's not even like that at all. (laughs) Well, and he loves the fairness doctrine because he thinks that it means that he can force cable news to talk about how great he is for every time they talk about how terrible. I just want to make it fair. And I think this is this is a great when you're at home with your Thanksgiving people and you don't have anything to talk about. This is a great one because it's a political issue. But it's a political issue that I think it can appeal to both sides of the spectrum on kind of the freedom and on kind of like, don't let the liberal media crush the conservative media. I mean, there's lots of ways to look at it that can expose that this is a terrible decision for everybody. Yeah. Right. Repealing the net neutrality rules are going to affect everybody poorly in the long run. That's a bipartisan issue. Okay. So that's what I was going to say. Like, what happened to the brittle bone libertarian contingency, the Rand Paul's out there, you know, talking about freedom and everything. Freedom for corporations, buddy. Right. (laughs) I don't know if it's in the best taste to talk about Rand Paul with the phrase brittle bones right now. Oh, Um. (laughs) yeah, dude. (laughs) It's good enough for liquid flannel, I'd say, you know. But yeah, the the question, you see all these pro-corporation people mostly Republican, but not all of them, that are in favor of doing away with net neutrality. But where where's that Republican freedom wing that's like, hey, this should this is for the little guy too, you know, you can start your own business and, you know, the internet helps people pull themselves up by the bootstraps and stuff. Where where's that? It doesn't exist because a lot of those groups got funded by exactly the same people who hate net neutrality. A lot of those same Congress people mm. like I mean, you think those three free speech junior state senators in Nebraska who got that UNL professor fired, do you think they actually give a shit about freedom of speech? You can't present it to them in a way where they're going to say, well, this is different. I only care about campus free speech, you know, and the campus (laughs) broadband looks pretty good right now. No, I'm just saying, like, I guarantee you that none of those three dudes, Tom, Steve, and Steve, have said anything about the net neutrality debate because... They they no. like it. I mean, they they get their campaigns are funded by the same people that put all of these Republican ghouls into office who want to get rid of net neutrality rules. I love how if it wasn't for net neutrality, Tom Brewer's constituents wouldn't even be able to communicate with him since he lives 400 miles outside of the <laughs> right. district. You know, they need Skype just to be able to, you know, see what their senator looks like these you know, days. So, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be really <laughs> funny in a couple of years when... His local ISP is like, I just don't agree with this guy. So his internet service just doesn't work anymore. 
Dude, virtual town halls are going to get hella weird. You right. know, it's going to just be people slowing shit down for people. Right. You know, whoever's in the pocket of big corporate. It's going to go back to the, the era of like silent movies where it's just like you hold up a cue card and hold it there for five seconds to make sure everybody had a chance to see what was said. <laughs> right. People. Call your Congress people, write letters. That's net neutrality. Since this is our last episode, I think we ought to take it out on a high note or maybe a series of kind of funny high notes. Give us something good here, dude. All right, we'll come back. Wake up, everybody. Stop sleeping. They want to charge more. Big companies are creeping into our internet. Internet's in distress. Let's answer the SOS. Keep it free and keep it open. Speak up or our World Wide Web will be broken. So the thing that I didn't understand about the Ted Cruz coloring book was that every instance of the letter C is in outline for you to, like, color in. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, like, of course, because, like, it stands for Ted Cruz. Um, and that, <laughs> and that makes red. sense. Yeah, right. also also stands for uh, uh, coloring, you know, so like maybe it was just a coloring book Double. joke, but it wasn't until we went back to the uh, like the cover, which is just it's just a picture of Ted Cruz, like his sneering face in front of um, what looks like the beginning of the Declaration of Independence and of course the American flag. The thing is called we see the letter C in quotation marks, <laughs> Ted Cruz for president. Oh man, he went to Harvard. <laughs> it's, like, right. it's like he invented a new type of joke that's like not a pun, but it's like a weird, like visual. Uh, it's like a. It's like what are those things called? Those puzzles where there's like a picture of an eye. And then, oh yeah, yeah, like a pig minus the G or whatever. Yeah, sure. We have hmm. uh, like like <laughs> eggs with the division sign, easy, and it's like eggs over easy. Yeah, yeah. So or it's like a it's like a reverse acrostic poem. You know, we're like, it's not like we're gonna make a poem that actually spells out a thing. We're just gonna take a thing and grab letters from it and slam that in anywhere we can. So he didn't invent a new style of humor. He invented a new way to look stupid. Is what he invented. He's really good at that. Uh, right. It's a specialty. I, I, I want to look more through this coloring book and find out if, uh, like, every instance of the word C, as in to C, is replaced with just a letter C in quotation marks. <laughs> right. That's how kids learn to read good. Right, right. Yeah. I, dude. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Ted Cruz, for helping the kids. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay, he, he, not a good, not a good one. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that's actually our high note. Is that can't be our high note? There's got to be something better from the state of Texas, Matt. Oh, I've got, I've got Tell a couple me of great better. things. Well, okay, I don't know if this one thing is going to be an actual high note from the state of Texas, but it definitely was the thing that everyone was talking about from Texas today, which is the um, bloated. Blue veins, sexed, uh, like belly, like sexed that um, U.S. Representative uh, Joe Barton of uh, Mm -hmm. Texas 6, I think, sent uh, that apparently got leaked online. So this is kind of interesting, right? Because it seems like it was sent within a consensual relationship. Never mind that he looks like sort of a more bloated Jeff Sessions 
Like that's body shaming. It, it, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> that's fair. But if you've seen the picture, you know why I'm body shaming. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was. Maybe that's just descriptive. You know, you're not putting it down, but you're just trying to be <laughs> yeah. accurate. I'm not sure really how you could describe this image without using negative language because it is not a flattering <laughs> image. It's not sexy. Really it's by- okay. Look, I I don't know. I mean, I know that all of our listeners send dick pics. All the time, uh, especially the women. Um, yeah. But there's like an art to it. There's a, I mean, you know, the suggestive is more sexy than the explicit, um, like angles, lighting, everything. No, this is just like him in a fucking congressional bathroom, just like taking the dick of his picture from below. It's terrible. Except there's he no literally artistry. took off like his shirt oh, and all his clothes. Yeah. To do that dick pic. <laughs> he's, oh, you think he didn't guy. do that in his congressional bathroom? Because I guarantee you that's where he took that picture. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm just I'm just realizing that this is the guy that pulled his pants all the way down to pee at the urinal <laughs> as a kid. And now he's like, I got to take a picture of my penis. Guess I got to take all my clothes off. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, he. some people are saying like, hey, this is revenge porn. You know, he sent this picture privately. Well, which is, and that's that's a crime in Texas. I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. a class A misdemeanor in Texas to send revenge porn. So that's like uh, yeah. a nude picture that somebody sent consensually or not, or like you hacked into their computer to get it. Um published without their consent which that's a good law it's good right. that if, texas has yeah. a revenge porn law if only republicans knew that this was one possible outcome you know maybe they would have been a little bit more supportive of these laws right when they, when they were debated <laughs> right. and discussed but yeah um it's it's hard for me but, but we also know that you know sending unsolicited dick pics is an extremely common form of online harassment of women it's sure sure but it it doesn't look like this one was well maybe this one was unsolicited i mean it seemed like with the caption of the message or whatever that went along with it oh and it was like it, uh i mean he was he's typing like a teenager too it's like i want right. to fuck you like letter you <laughs> so, so hard so hard like over he's and trendy, over man. like i mean he's, he's hipping with it i was writing <laughs> i was writing better like sex messages when i was literally 15 years old uh and I think my favorite part of the whole thing is that he came out with this tortured statement that oh, man. <laughs> is just absolutely ridiculous in the current political climate where he's like, I just want to point out that these were mature women, you yeah, know, no, it's who a, I was uh, in a okay, relationship Okay, with. no, I've, I've got it here. <laughs> Quote, this is Joe Barton. While separated from my second wife, prior to the divorce, I had sexual relationships with other mature adult women. Each was consensual. Mm-hmm. These relationships have ended. I am sorry, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think the point is like he had to, I mean, in this atmosphere, he actually had to say like they were they were not only adult, but they were also mature adults. Like, I'm And not- that they were women because he wants to make sure that it's out there and not being oh, conflated sure. with some Kevin Spacey's. You know, that, right. that's or who kinda... was that that anti-gay congressman or whatever? Oh, that was got... up in Ohio or yeah. whatever. For well, there sure. was an Ohio one. There was an Oklahoma one not too long ago. You know, the right. like the family values conservative who gets caught in a hotel room with a rent boy or something. This was in his own office or whatever. Oh my in god, in the office of the state house at the legislature. 
And so, and to bring it back around, we had a a congressman in the Nebraska legislature who was actually my representative from Papillion who (laughs) used his personal computer to have, you know, to send naked pictures of himself to women. And just like this uh, Texas guy, he refused to resign. You know, shout out my man, Billy Kittner. (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you know it was a whole long drawn out thing where eventually you know it was it was so unpopular that he was kind of forced out of the legislature. No, 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 Is no. He still there? You know, no. no, he's not. But you know what forced him out of the legislature after that? Because that happened, and P. Riggs is like, "Yeah, you should resign." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't think Nothing. I'm going to. God hasn't told me to." Hey, yet. look, no, but- I, I would agree with. It. Anybody who disagrees with Pete Ricketts on literally anything. So. Well, right. But what did it for Bill Kittner was that afterwards he retweeted somebody had a T-shirt, like some women had a T-shirt that said, you can't grab my pussy, Trump. And some comedian was like, yeah, like they're trying to grab that. I think you're safe, ladies. And he, oh, he nice. liked yeah. that tweet. Oh, I and do that was remember the final that. Straw. That was, yeah, that was the thing. That was, that was, yeah. It's like, you know, you could you can be, you know, extramarital affairing. We're okay with that. But if you're going to make fun of someone being too ugly to rape or whatever or assault, that's, well, even though that's exactly what Trump says about all of his accusers absolutely. all the time. It's like, yeah, look at her. You think I'd touch that? Ugh. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's sick, but it's like y- you can't just have one horrible act anymore. You have to have like a couple. So, uh, I mean, when has that not been the case, though? I mean, honestly. Right. Uh, when you're not a white male. Then you're uh, one. Yeah. No, that's okay. Good point. I was going to say, you know, you get the Tom Robinson to kill Mockingbird treatment, you know, if you're not, if you're not this dude. So, uh. well, you know, that was, that was definitely a story. I don't know if it's the hideout. Well, you know, it's funny because the, the link between all of these, you know, you've got your coloring book senator, you've got this story of a guy getting cruisy, and now you've got a Texas story about somebody that has a sticker on the thing they like to cruise around in. So, man, we're really tying this up. She loves it when we're cruising (laughs) together uh, with the decal on the back of my truck that says, fuck Trump and fuck you for voting him. Um, I love it when we're cruising <laughs> together. All right. Well, I ass- I assume that all of the hardcore Trump supporters who love free speech so much are totally supporting her free speech rights in this instance. Yeah, oh, that I'm definitely sure. seems to be the case. Um, I'm because, sure. You know, yeah. and the ones that think that it was unacceptable are probably the ones that also thought all those fuck Obama stickers were unacceptable too. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. gotta be Although, it, guys. Like I mean, if this if this were taking place under the Obama administration, she had had a giant thing on the back of her truck that said Buck Obama. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, she she would have been hailed. I mean, she she would actually have been voted into office at this point because like Steve Bannon and Breitbart would have thrown in behind her. Okay, so yeah. here's what happened. Lady's got a decal on the back of her. It's a I don't know. I want to say it's like a Ford F three fifty or something. Um, decal that says "fuck Trump," big middle finger right up in the middle of that, and "fuck you for voting for him." Okay, so this mm-hmm. hit social media when the the local sheriff. Uh, posted that to <laughs> Facebook Hog. and it was like, does anyone know, you know, who this is? I could probably arrest her for, uh, 
violations oh, of the like, peace or whatever. Pu- pu- yeah, public nuisance. Yeah, or pu- public yeah. nuisance, something like that. Um, How stupid is that guy? At which point, Twitter absolutely exploded with, uh, you know, at this point, it's kind of depressing when somebody brings up like a free speech argument because, you know, it's just like you're just a fucking Twitter Nazi who doesn't want to get kicked off of Twitter. But every once right. in a while, it's legit. Like, no, a law enforcement official is not allowed to say like public political speech is unacceptable to me because I'm a Trump supporter. So that all blew up. Then it turned out that she did have an outstanding warrant for like check fraud or something. Writing so, a bad check. That's a varsity sport in Texas, right. actually. So, so she gets arrested, but then gets out on bond. And now the, the update of the story is that she's amended the, the decal on the back. Now, that thing was in the middle. The fuck Trump and fuck you for voting for him was right in the middle. Now mm. on the left, it says, yeah, dot, dot, dot. The fuck Trump one is still there. And there's one off to the right that says, fuck Troy Nels and fuck you for voting for him. And she is like, she is on the street and she is, she is still bringing her message to the people. Well, what a stupid horse's, what a stupid horse's ass of a sheriff anyways, because if you really wanted to know, you would have just looked up the license plate with your buddy at the DMV (laughs) and then just like made it a personal mission to make her life hell, which is, you know, the black treatment. Well, there's still time. There's still time for that. Don't worry. Rather than broadcasting it to Facebook. Right. That's actually part of the theory here, right? Because apparently there's a local statute or possibly a constitutional statute that says like you can't or constitutional rule that says you can't just look up somebody's Mm. license plate. And then arrest them for something completely unrelated to why you're looking it up. And in this case, people are speculating that the reason that this like outstanding it it wasn't if I remember right, it wasn't that big a deal. It was like she bounced a check for right. rent or something like that. Um mm-hmm. that probably it was some friend of his in like a neighboring police department that sent him a hot tip. You know, right. like, you know, oh, yeah. created a created an anonymous email address, which, OK, look, to bring this back around, look, Trump supporters who are super who listen to our show for some reason, who are really not concerned about net neutrality. Like it's this is the this is the same thing. Comcast could have clamped down on that dark net message that got the fuck Trump decal truck lady arrested. <laughs> right. Well, and I think it, it is hilarious that, you know, all these people who on one hand, when they see something they don't like, they'll say like, well, free, it's free speech, you know, free mm. speech. Nazis have free speech to hold a rally or whatever. But right. Oh, hey, if it's something that I if it's a bumper sticker that I disagree with, like we need to shut that down. If you don't want to kneel for the flag, like you should just be thrown in jail and yeah, just tortured for the rest <laughs> of your life. Yeah. Because I love free speech so much. Yeah, it's like, you know, you drive by and you see a, a Calvin pissing on football players kneeling or something. Everyone's right. like, well, dude, that's that's brilliant social commentary. <laughs> but, you know, if it's a Calvin pissing on uh, Trump, then it's like, man, we need <laughs> far, to actually make these streets safe. And we will do that when we arrest this clown. I, I think so. <laughs> I think what we need to do as a podcast is make it our mission to bring on Bill Waterson, the creator of Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, dude, for uh, sure. Get him to make like his first public statement in like 25 years just on Calvin pissing on things decals because that yeah, never happened dude. in the comic. That's that's just like a totally made up piece of art. 
Well, and I, yeah, I will say anytime you see Calvin pissing on anything, that is actually illegal because they are stealing <laughs> a copyrighted image right. and reselling it or whatever. So I fully support arresting all of those people. Anybody with Calvin pissing, it's just throw them in the clink. Man. And I would say that, you know, I'd say about 70% of them were Trump voters anyway. So, you know, what do you got to lose? Let's just let's just go all out. <laughs> Well, man, I do feel pretty pretty good after that high note, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, clean shout out, out the streets. To, uh, yeah, shout out to fuck Trump truck decal lady. We're yeah. You shout know. out to her. Shout out to senator that's you know really owning his body image, you know, by uh, sexualizing it up and stuff. Yeah, you know? it's that's actually a, it's actually the the progressive praxis to uh, yeah. to be supporting this sexist congressman now. Well, you know, but it is actually progressive to support a male victim of revenge porn. I can't think of another one or one as prominent. So, you know, uh, wait, Hulk Hogan. Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, progressive champions everywhere. We're going to change our logo just to a like a, a stylized version of Representative Joe Barton's face because okay. he actually does stand for what Liquid Flannel believes in, I think. Oh, dude. Yeah. You, you know, it doesn't get any clearer than that face. So I right. don't know. <laughs> it's got a nice sheen to it, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good place to wrap it up. There. <laughs> well, Brendan, man, it's great to have you back on the show. Dude. Yeah, dude. We were uh, we were starting to do auditions and things, you know, to replace <laughs> you and stuff. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, your audition uh, with... Uh, this Keystone Pipeline, uh, oh yeah, you know, man, guys. So uh, look for look for that in the next coming days. Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll get that all put together and release it within the same day or right after uh, this episode releases. So nice. There you go, fans. Don't yeah. say we didn't give you anything over and the you know, holidays. It, it's good to be back. Uh, I did miss. I did miss the news. I was wrong. The news. <laughs> the news is great. <laughs> oh man, we got to admit it here. Brendan was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's addiction talking brendan brendan it's it's not your fault man like it's okay <laughs> that's right that's right it's gl- i'm glad wait, that you, were you guys found- talking to me i was checking the headlines what oh yeah well i'm glad you're finding yourself again and audience you can find us on all of our social medias and individually you can find me at shaggy two trope brendan where can they find you I'm at Brendan Williams with one L. He's back, everybody. So now he will pay attention to what you message him with. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and Matt, where are you at? I'm at Matt the Great with the W. I, I just want Brendan to screenshot all of the like the DM requests from randos while he was gone, asking like where he was and also why he supports uh, fascism and why you didn't ride them teacups. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I, I don't I can't post my pictures of SeaWorld because uh, you know it's, it's very controversial. Oh seriously, <laughs> dude. Naked animals everywhere. They make you sign a non-disclosure agreement walking in there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't compete to Waterland or whatever. Yeah, usually you, know. you go and they're like, oh, hashtag, hashtag everything, post it. And then they're, they're like, please, no, no, no flash photography. No, they have security, no like <laughs> secret service style security <laughs> right. to escort you out the park. And well, stuff. I mean, you, you walked in wearing a PETA shirt, so I, I can see the, why they would have been <laughs> suspicious. There are billboards right. all over Orlando, anti-SeaWorld billboards. I saw sure. quite a few of them. Hey, you know, that, that rates, hopefully you uh, left a Yelp review for them out there, you know, kind of uh, <laughs> trying to neutralize Look, them, so. I just went for the coasters. No animals were harmed in the making of these roller coasters. Well, <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, hopefully you left some sort of review because what I want the audience to do is come back and leave a review for us over at iTunes. A kelp <laughs> review? Oh, a kelp oh. review. Oh, oh man. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, All audience. Right, we'll see you next week. <laughs>